Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy Monday, if there is a thing, and welcome to the Eagle Hour. This is Bob Getty, along with Kelly Santer, my buddy, and we're in the Southern Bank Corps studios here in Hattiesburg. Luke is, uh, believe it or not, off for a few days. Actually, actually, a few weeks. We're not going <laughs> to. Have I ever said that before? You know, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, yeah, he's going to be gone for actually a couple of weeks. Yeah, so. Luke is out for a while, but Kelly and I've got it here at the Southern Bank Corps studio, and uh, want to thank Dickie's Barbecue for. Opening the show with us every day. It's a great place to take your family, as you know, for dinner. And uh, Justin and all his gang, they're just fabulous uh, young people. They do a great job, and they'll cater any event for you, large or small. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation is going to be joining us here in just a minute. We're going to want to kind of let people know what our thinking is here, Kelly. Uh, we got a little baseball to talk about today. We're going to have Jack Duggan come on Wednesday and do kind of a season wrap-up, and then we're going to put a bow on this and we're going to move forward. But there are some things today to talk about uh, regarding Southern Miss baseball. And the first I want to and, – and welcome, Heath, to the, back to the show. I want, to, I want to put all the Internet rumor mongers to bed and tell everybody to take a deep breath despite all you read on the Internet. And, of course, you know you can believe everything you read on the Internet. That's you know? what Abraham Lincoln said. Yeah, you can believe that. Yeah. Uh, Oz is not going to LSU. LSU has hired no. Wes Johnson <laughs> – who is the uh, – and this is stunning to me, Kelly Santer – hired Wes Johnson, the pitching coach, not of the University of Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins of Major League Baseball. How much jack do they have? <laughs> A lot. A lot. <laughs> and I'm, I'm talking money. I'm talking Monterey Jack cheese. But if it's got jack in it, LSU's got it. Golly. Jack Daniels in their cups. Yeah, <laughs> so Wes Johnson leaves Major League Baseball – to be the pitching coach for LSU, that's stunning. There are a lot of things that could have gone into it. It might have been a guy that was in the big leagues and decided the college game was was more suited for him. I mean, everybody automatically wants to go to money, and I, I understand that. But there, there has to be more has to than be. that, yeah. you know, I would think. All right, so LSU gets their pitching coach. That means Ostrander is not going to LSU. The final baseball polls were released today. And uh, what a year it's been for Southern Miss. They finished 15th in the nation in D1 collegiate baseball and the USA Today coaches poll, 16th in Baseball America. So basically a top 15 finish for a team who won their league, won their regional, won 47 games, and did all of that with three seniors. So congratulations to Southern Miss. All right, so let me go around the horn before we get to the last baseball subject. Uh, Heath Hinton, uh, 
finish of the top 15 in three of the four major polls. It's been a good year here in Hattiesburg. It's It's been a great year, guys. Uh, look, what Southern Miss has done, the progression every year, and, and look, you think about it. You go back to LSU, you make it to the championship game, you don't get there. Uh, next season, COVID, next season you're at Ole Miss. You force the game seven. And then this past season, you force the game seven, you win it, move on to the Super Regional. So there's a continual progression there. Look at next year, what this team has coming in. And, man, exciting times for baseball in Hattiesburg. A top 15 finish this year. I think this is uh, this is going to be exciting for the next couple of years in Hattiesburg. And one of the guys coming in, we've already talked about, and he is he's actually been interviewed on this program as is now as of today, the NJCAA Division II Player of the Year. Tate Parker was bestowed that honor this morning by the NJCAA Player of the Year. So you know what he's what he's coming or what he's bringing to the table at Southern Miss, I rarely, on this show or, or publicly, will, will talk about broadcasters. And I, I have my favorites, and there are some that are not very good. But the guys this weekend that were doing the game for you, they kept talking about, as they should have, about how baseball in Mississippi, you know, it's the, the team that won it. It was their first national championship, and another team from our state won it last year. Never once, and I was listening, Never once that I heard did they ever mention Southern Miss. And I'm thinking to myself, guys, Southern Miss is not like in the shadows. As you just mentioned, Bob, the top 15 team, and really most of the year right. they were in the top 15. They hosted a Super Regional. How could you talk about the, And look, we're probably nitpicking, all right? But I'm just saying, if you're going to, if the subject is proficiency of college baseball in the state of Mississippi, and you fail to mention Southern Miss, I think you were derelict. Well, yeah, and I think there's such a love affair between ESPN and the SEC. I don't think we need to rehash all of that. But, uh, but yeah. And let me mention one other thing. You, you talk about that young man. The Golden Eagles also announced this weekend uh, that a kid named Matthew Etzel from Panola College in Texas is coming to the Golden Eagles. He was the Region 14 Junior College Player of the Year in Texas. He's a hitter. 429 his sophomore season, 88 hits, 52 RBIs, 20 doubles, 8 triples, 7 home runs. It's pretty clear to me that the day after the Super Regional, Scott Berry and his staff went out and found kids that can hit the baseball. Are you seeing a trend here? I'm seeing a trend here. <laughs> what about you, Heath? You see a trend? <laughs> I see a trend as well. I see a trend that guys that they can plug and play immediately. Uh, you look at what they've done with that. I mean, you're talking a lineup that if you get a guy to replace McGillis at second base, which a lot of people, there's a lot of rumors out there of Southern Miss and a couple of guys, you get that in this lineup, there's no hole. And, and, and what's even crazier is you got a catcher uh, in Crawford coming in who uh, – as Kelly's even said, one of the best defensive catchers he's ever seen. So you got three catchers now that bat around 300, but you also have a catcher that can bat from both sides of the plate uh, for power and average. Um, is a switch hitter. You just don't find that in catchers very often. So, uh, you know, if you're Southern Miss, you're looking at this lineup going, man, they, they were already a really good stake. This team was a really good stake. 
But what they've done is they've added the pieces. They've added the... They didn't add just a baked potato. They've added a loaded baked potato. They didn't have just a regular salad. They had a house salad with all the dressing and everything you want on it. Yeah, they, they've loaded they've the they've the loaded the batting lineup with with three kids here right here. There's no question. But about to show that. you how crazy these rumors get, the latest rumor as the the next second baseman at Southern Miss, Joy Lee McNellis. <laughs> Because she's retiring as the yes. head basketball coach. And, I, I, and bet you she can, I bet you she can field some balls. I promise you that. I wouldn't, well, I, I wouldn't put it past Joy Lee. She'll you give know. it everything she's got. She, she, yeah, she'll outwork yeah, everybody will. on the team. Well, we know that for sure. And, All right, and well, July 1st is coming up, Bob, this right, Friday, right. of course. And, of course, that's, that's going to be the big day for Southern Miss right. because the transfer portal stuff. Yeah, and Heath, let me ask you this, because Kelly and I were discussing this in my office. Would you not think that if kids were going to enter the transfer portal, USM players, they would have done so by now? You would think, and look, there may be something that happens in the last few days that they decide not to enter till late. Four days. But you would think that if they were going to enter, they'd already be in there. Um, It's just... uh, because it takes so long, you have to go through compliance. You have to go. You have to do. Yeah, so that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and you know, you're not doing it just on the willy nilly. You you got a plan if you're doing it. So we have four days left for that. And let me just say this, guys: if if we see no movement, if this if this roster remains intact, and you bring in these two junior college kids, and you bring in this young man from Texas, they've brought in the best apparently relief pitcher on Nebraska's baseball team. They're just reloading Kelly Center. And part of the reason that a lot of these guys, you know, what what goes into that overall decision is, what do we have coming back? So you might have some players that to some degree might have flirted with the transfer portal or thinking they might go into the transfer portal. But one of the things that's keeping them here is me, we have a chance to be really good next that's year. Right. That's you right. know, and we want to you know be- something, guys? You're talking about Friday. It's another great day for Southern Miss because uh, they go into the that's Sun the first Belt. official day right. Southern Miss is in the Sun Belt. Right. Well, we, we don't want to, you know, our loyalties are really clear on this show, but you do have to say congratulations to the kids at Ole Miss. They they went on a tear in the postseason. They beat Arizona twice, Southern Miss, Arkansas, Oklahoma, beat Miami, and beat Auburn. Uh, and they went on a run, and it's like you and I were saying, Kelly, it just goes to show that whoever gets hot at the right time, that's who usually wins. Southern Miss was that hot, but three-quarters of the way into the season, Ole Miss got that hot in the postseason. And again, it shouldn't be any big surprise that that team did that well. They were the preseason number one team. That's right. So everybody looking from the outside in knew that the ability – was there right. and they had really stubbed their toes and were laying eggs during the season but they they picked up they caught fire at the right time well note to espn and all their expert announcers there are three elite college baseball programs in the state of mississippi and if you count pearl river community college there are four and if you count delta state at division <laughs> two there are five we could go on but we're going to move on to football right after this
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like, day or night, on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. And she will do that for you. As I mentioned at the start of the show, Jack Duggan wrote a really splendid article that put the entire baseball season in perspective. And I talked to Jack today. He's going to come on the show Wednesday and share that with us. And uh, and we're going to kind of put a bow on uh, baseball uh, come Wednesday. <clears throat> a week from Friday, that's a little ways out, but we're going to have a great time. Former Golden Eagle and now renowned actor, Producer, writer Gary Grubbs is going to come and join uh, Kelly and I in the studio. We're going to talk about the greatest sports movies of all time, of which he's been in several, I think, himself. Well, just ask him. He'll He'll tell you. (laughs) And uh, so that should be fun. I'm going to go ahead right now and tell you mine. Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Got to be, Kelly. Hoosiers. A basketball movie. Yeah. And and that's... The natural. The natural. That's a baseball. Kelly, you... Uh, you guys will laugh if I tell you, but but it's just so close to home for me. It's the original Bad News Bears. Yeah, yeah. I, I coached youth that baseball. Was, that, was, that was a classic baseball. Coach baseball. For, actually, the when I went up to California for Thanksgiving last November, my daughter actually did some research, and we went to the actual Little League park that that movie was filmed at. I saw a picture of that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, and that was just so cool to me. Yeah, and well, but to think also that was nearly fifty years ago. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Gary's yeah. a fantastic guy, and uh, you never know. You never know. He's a famous actor because he's as down to earth as they come. He'll be on the show a week from Friday. All right. So John White, and this, I'm, I want to get you guys to give me your expertise on this. John White is a six-one, two hundred-pound quarterback from Madison Ridgeland Academy. And he has committed to Southern Miss. He's a member of the class of 2024. So that's two years out. Does that mean anything, Heath? I think it shows that that Coach Hall and his staff are really serious about recruiting the state of Mississippi. You look at the class this year, they got 13 commits. Eight of them are from Mississippi. And we're not talking uh, Mississippi. There's a couple from up above Jackson, but we're talking guys from the area of I mean, you got some from Hattiesburg. You've got so-so, Brandon, Poplarville. We're talking areas around Southern Miss to where they used to not really make inroads in recruiting. You always got kids from out of the area. So I think you're seeing that commitment that Coach Hall talked about when he was hired about we're going to hire, we're going to recruit the state of Mississippi. And I think you're seeing the. Uh, I think you're seeing the results from that. But it's one thing to say you're going to recruit the state of Mississippi. I like where he's taken it a step further, where he said, look, just because they're from Mississippi doesn't mean we're going to offer them. We have an expectation. We don't want kids that have only had one offer, right? We want kids that have had offers from several Division I schools, and we're going to get them. Now, while that is good news that John White has committed, there was another quarterback from the Gulf Coast that has flipped his decision was because gonna... he wants to be the fourth string safety at Alabama. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he'll get paid more. As he'll get the, paid a lot more as yeah, the fourth a, string quarterback at Alabama, exactly right. cornerback at Alabama. But um, so you're going to win some and, and you're going to lose some. But the fact that they are having that foresight and they're not uh, they're fishing and not cutting bait. 
right? right. It looks like they're in that's it right. for the long haul, and that's always that's good right. to hear. All right, so uh, Kelly arranged to have the defensive line coach on the show last week, and in, the, in that conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, Heath, he he mentioned the quarterbacks because we were talking about the offense was not getting the preseason respect as the defense. And and so he names the kids, you know, that are competing for the job. And it, it struck me that the name that seems to have been lost is the kid who had earned the starting job at quarterback until he was injured, Trey Lowe. And I just don't think that the people are paying enough enough attention to the prospects of this young man it seems like to me that he's earned the right to start if he has a good preseason. I mean, yeah, guys, you look at it, the guys, he's had no favors thrown his way. That's for sure. Uh, was like fourth, fifth offensive coordinator since he's been here. He's only been here, what, three years? I mean, you're talking a guy who is, he has, he's just been steady and just been doing things the right way. And he's a leader on the field and, Look, I think he's going to get his chance. I think he's going to get his chance to start. I think this year you've got some experienced guys coming in with the uh, super back offense that they'll put in a little bit with that. So, yeah, he's going to get a shot to start. But I really do believe he'll get a shot. But you've also mentioned, Heath, in, in your writings and whatnot, that that there is a certain, there's a certain tie that, that Will Hall has with Ty Keys, and that, that to a degree, Will Hall has a lot riding on Ty Keys. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about it. Ty was a quarterback that he recruited when he was the offensive coordinator at Tulane. I mean, recruited him heavy. And then when he came to Southern Miss, bought him in the Southern Miss. So he has a lot riding on. I've got to make sure that this kid, who I have put all my faith and stock in, I think he's going to be that good, is that good. And the talent's there. There's no question about it. You, you got threw into the mix a little early last year, but I do think that, you know, there is something to that. You talked, uh, or we talked, rather, Heath, to some different to football people throughout the Sun Belt, and, uh, no coaches or players, but people who, who follow programs, journalists and whatnot. And independent of one another, and this is what I was telling Coach Brandon Lacey last week, Every single person, independent of each other, raves about the prospect of this Southern Miss defense. But the words or the phrase, the verbiage that came up most when it came to the Southern Miss offense was, we're not sold on Southern Miss's offense. Love Southern Miss's defense on paper, but they're not sold on offense. Why, why does, in your view, does this seem to be the consistent uh, feedback we're getting? Because they haven't had consistent play at quarterback. Oh, man, I think that's the number one reason. You look at this offense, they had some offensive line come in, some transfers. I think they bolstered that. Coach Greg coming in, I think the offensive line is going to be better. You look at the wide receiver core with Brownlee and those guys, they've got guys that can go get the ball. Running backs, I mean, you've got running backs who can do it all from throwing to catching to running. But what you haven't seen is, and a lot of because of the injury last year, right. but you haven't seen consistent play from the quarterback position. Every piece for Southern Miss is there, but you haven't seen the – and offensive line hasn't really been consistent. You saw it a little better in the last two games, but as I said with the transfers coming in, I think you look at that, it's going to be better. But, yeah, the quarterback is the big thing that's missing consistent quarterback play. And I think if they get that, then there's going to be a lot of Sunbelt teams that are going to be really scared of this football squad. And the odds makers in Lost Wages, also known as Las Vegas – 
<laughs> they they predicted the team that won the College World Series would win it. They were the favorite going in, the team that won it. They're over under for Southern Miss football this year. Number of wins, which you can bet that they'll win more or win less. Of course, that's six is the number that they've put on Southern Miss. So that's just something to keep in mind. We'll ask you, Heath, when we get a little closer to the season, would you bet the over on that or or bet the the under? And the team will be improved, but this schedule is improved right. as far as tough no teams. No question about that. So keep that in mind. These what? aren't Conference USA teams anymore now. No, this is a tougher conference. This is a this is a much better conference. This is a conference that had three double digit uh, double digit win teams last year. Um, it's going to be a conference that is not going to. I don't want to say easier, but man, it's just. With all the schools having so much in common, and they're recruiting the same players, it's more than just about football when you play. You're, you're playing football games and recruiting battles at the same time. Trying to get the same fans to root for your school. It's more than just football games at this point. You're not going to be playing UTEP, and you're not going to go get any of their fans at UTEP. But you may have South Alabama Southern Miss, and you're going to be battling for fans. You're going to be battling for recruits. There's so much more on the line. Did, in every game in this conference. Did you say football fans at UTEP? Yeah, that's... That, <laughs> he was saying that kind of as a joke. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I saw... I, one I was counting the single digits. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I was single digits. All right, one football. minute left, uh, Heath. Uh, who who are the kids that will legitimately battle for a chance to be the starting quarterback? Is it just two? I think you... Man, Ty Keys, of course... Uh, He's getting better. It was a little better in spring training. I think he'll continue to get better. Um, you got to say Trey Lowe. And another guy that they really liked was Zach Wilkie. Yeah. Uh, freshman out of I mean, they really liked him coming in. So I think those are your three front runners right now, to be honest with you. And, and you have to ask yourself, too, Bob, do you want to – and this sounds terrible because we're talking about human beings, but the fact that Lowe has a last year and these other kids have got a lot more time ahead of them, do you want to invest – I mean – is one so much better that you have to go with them because he's a senior yeah. or, you know, the yeah. other ones? And let's not forget, the offense is – there's going to be some super back in there. So, you know, quarterback this year is going to be able to lean on that super back. They're going to run some different plays out there. So uh, it's going to be – I would probably say a quarterback in the backfield, maybe 80% of the play calls, maybe. So, I mean, there's going to be some time. It's going to be an interesting season to see what Coach Hall does with the uh, offense this year. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. I appreciate his input each and every week. Thank you, Heath. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful week. All right. Check it out. Big Gold Nation. Heath Hinton. Kelly and I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Nobody cares what we say, but we're going to talk about it anyway. But in the meantime, we're going to listen to a little Steely Dan. Steely Dan. What's better than that? Southern Miss to the top. 
All right. I want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation uh, for joining the show to kick off the week, as he does every week. Also want to say hello to our good friends at Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street, Miss Kathleen, and the great uh, young ladies that work down there with her do a great job of representing Southern Miss. They're as friendly as they get. They've got the best selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere on the planet. They're on Hardy Street. You can also shop them online at campusbookmart.net. 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. And as we say every day, because it's true, it is probably the best plate lunch you'll find anywhere in town. Great food at night as well. And Kelly, there's always some fun stuff going on. Yeah, and sometimes not just not just at 4th Street. Like yesterday, they sponsored a, a bowling party. Everybody met at the bar, and if you wanted to go bowling, they all loaded up and, and headed out to the lane. So it, it's it's really a family atmosphere for, you know, if you don't have anybody else that's doing anything and want to hang out with some of the guys and women at 4th Street, it's, uh, it really there is a go. family. And I want to say hello to Mo Bay Beignet on Hardy Street, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. And uh, as we've been telling you, it's a new business located right across the street from the campus. And, man, I'm going to tell you, you go in, you order beignets, they cook them when you order them. So they're hot when they bring them out. They're covered in powdered sugar. They have different toppings that you can put on it, great coffees that you can go with it. And talk about a sweet treat, Kelly Sanders. Well, those, and those coffees, stuff. you can get like chicory and, and anything you want. Those Louisiana-type roasts. That's exactly right. Yeah. And they're big Southern Miss fans at Mobe Beignet. Uh, if you haven't tried it, you really need to. I've, I've yet to speak to anybody that didn't agree that they're they're just good. I mean, there's just no other way. Well, I mean, it. yeah. All we want you to do is try them. I mean, try the, the, You'll the, go back. Yeah, they'll speak for themselves. No doubt. You know? You'll go back. All right, Kelly Sander. Uh, we were you and I were talking uh, before we went on the air today, and, and and we follow baseball a lot. We had a lot of coaches tell us throughout the year that to win it all in baseball, you have to have several things. You have to get hot at the right time, right? You have to play very well. And you have to have good fortune. And every coach we've talked to said, you're not going to win it without having good luck. Now, I don't take anything away from Ole Miss, who, who won the College World Series. Pretty remarkable when you think about the season that they had. All, but, but they're an example of how that's true. And it can happen to any team. All three things happened. They got hot at the right time. They got hot. They were 11-1 and one in the postseason. They played very well, and they had some really good luck. They had really good luck here with a with a, a grand slam that apparently missed by three inches. They had really good luck yesterday when Oklahoma had apparently taken the lead late in the game, and then this sort of obscure rule comes into play. And uh, and you're a baseball guy, so just it, it, were they not a perfect example of what coaches have been always telling us the things that have to happen for you to win that. The biggest piece of luck that befell Ole Miss was that they even got into the tournament. Correct. You remember there were a lot of people, including me. Correct. It said North Carolina State, Old Dominion, uh, among others. UTEP. UTEP. Uh, not, no, no. No, uh, UTSA. Right. That they should have been in ahead of, of that team. Um, but going back to even the Southern Miss season, we said, okay, on paper, you're looking at these guys. This is a good-looking bunch. You got to stay healthy. You know that has to happen. You got, particularly with the pitching staff, you got to stay healthy, and all those other things that you mentioned. So last year, when my Bengals made it to the Super Bowl, you know people go, "Oh well, don't worry. You know they'll be back." 
The thing is, is when you're as old as we are, Bob, and you realize all the things that do have to go right. Correct. There's a much better chance that even one thing is not going to go right, and that will completely derail your whole season. It just takes one thing, too. So the fact that you get there, you're lucky enough. But then to com- complete the deal is, is quite another. So when people say, well, the Bengals will be back, well, they might. But chances are they won't. Right. Which makes it even more remarkable that teams like New England – and back in the days, the Cowboys and the Steelers were able to do, you know, have the dynasties, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the National Hockey League, even though they lost to Colorado this weekend to lose the cup. But to, to have dynasties and wind up winning it all any number of times other than one is just is, is amazing. I think you've brought up a great point in that conversation, too, that probably no better, probably no team ever did it quite like the New England Patriots did it. But, but clearly... That run is over. It, it appears to be. Yeah. And of course, well, heavens, it lasted for. <laughs> it lasted like a century, didn't it? You know, and you were talking about uh, the team that won the College World Series. Well, all right. I'll, you know who I'm talking about. Um, the team they were playing, Oklahoma was every bit as hot. Yeah. Oklahoma was the only team that had not lost a game yeah. in the College World Series. And, and Ole Miss put them, you know, it was pretty decisive. Yeah. Um, so I think at the time, you could argue that the, those were the two best teams in that field, but they were also the two hottest teams. Well, that's what it amounts to. You know, uh, you go back to 2009, Southern Miss finished the year ranked eighth in the country. I was looking at that this morning. I was thinking that this 15 ranking was at the highest, and no. In 2009, in the last po- in the poll, they were ranked eighth because they went to the World Series. They were not that great during the course of the year. They got hot right at the end of the year. And when you look back at Southern Miss's season, Southern Miss was on that hot streak that Oklahoma and Ole Miss were. They had that streak. What, they went 15 in a row at right, one point? but it was three-quarters of the way through the season. It wasn't at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah but they still were not playing badly. No. I no. mean, you don't get to host a Super Regional if you're – No, you know, no, and you can't lose sight of that. And, you know, for all the people that said, oh, my God, our offense is just horrendous, I don't know. <laughs> does Ole that, Miss shut down everybody they play. Does that, that mean Arkansas's out? offense is terrible? Does does that is mean, Oklahoma's offense terrible? <laughs> Miami? I mean, probably not. Probably not. And meanwhile, so. Bob, the baseball carousel starts to turn today. Uh, apparently, you know, Florida State has their man, Notre Dame's coach, who you know mm-hmm. went to the College World Series, is mm-hmm. headed to Florida State. Now there's word breaking today that former LSU coach Paul Maneri may be headed out of retirement and up to Notre Dame. Is so, that right? So they're getting because he led uh, LSU to the World Series, I think, in 2009 and, and mm-hmm. has a tremendous winning percentage. So he may be, like say, uh, coming out of retirement to head to Notre Dame. And July 1st is that cutoff for the, uh, M- for the transfer portal. So until July 1st comes along, you're going to have a lot of Southern Miss baseball fans that are, more days. that are blue and Four purple days. in the face holding their breath until July yeah. 1st comes yeah. along. You, you have to think, and look, we may be proven wrong. Today at three o'clock, but you have to believe that ninety nine percent of the kids that were going to enter the portal have done so by now. And then the other question becomes, and we'll never know the answer to this probably, um, is who was in touch with with Coach Oz? And again, this, this may not be over yet, right? right? I mean, but what schools have been in touch with Coach Ostrander? As we know that several schools did reach out. What were the discussions? You know, did it ever come down to talking money? And on the other side, what has Southern Miss said to Coach Ostrander? What promises were they able 
to make. Because with all due respect, they're not going to have the money that a lot of these other schools have to be able to throw at them. But from what we know of Christian Ostrander, he's not been a bottom line money guy. Right. You know, <laughs> he likes it here. His wife's family is from here. And I think if he had some promises that whenever Scott decides to to start pulling his retirement, that that he would get the job, I think that would that would go a lot in, mm-hmm. in keeping him here. So I don't think we'll ever know the, the complete story. Right. But until this completely shakes out, like I say, a collective holding of the breath by Southern no Miss question. baseball fans until July and, 1st. And there's one other factor about Oz, and then we'll move on from that, too. He has built up one heck of a pitching staff. He's invested a lot of time, a lot of energy into these kids, and, and he has one of the elite pitching staffs in the country so maybe he doesn't want to walk away from that. Well, you, you were talking about great sports movies. How about Field of Dreams? Yeah. And, and, that, and that iconic line in there, build it and they will come. Right. Well, it's the same thing with a pitching staff. Ostrander has built a pitching staff, which is attracting other really good pitchers because iron does sharpen iron. And, and the, the way that you get better is to compete with guys that are just as good as you, if not better. So... Uh, when you look at the progression, I think Heath alluded to it earlier, Heath Hinton of uh, Big Gold Nation, going into the offseason, right now Southern Miss is, is sitting as good, if not better, than anybody else in the country. And for them to finish 15th out of 301 teams. All right, with three seniors. Pretty good. With three seniors. Indeed. Uh, clearly there'll be, a, I would think, a top 10, top 15 preseason team uh, next year. Uh, but we're all waiting for July the 1st, and like you say, we'll all feel a lot better when uh, when July the 1st rolls around. Like and and the phrase Conference USA will never again be uttered. No, never. that's another big thing about July 1st. you got to remember the Golden Eagles officially become a member of the Sun Belt Conference, and really a, a complete new era of athletics begins, I think, at Southern Miss. And when we were talking with Heath, too, about you know how the football team is going to be improved, you're thinking, well, they won a couple games last year. Well, winning six, that's not that big of a jump, you know, going from two that's, to six. That, and that's a pretty good jump in this league they're going to play in. That's the point, is that no. this is a different league that you're playing in, too. Yeah. Uh, so to win six would be, uh, you know, be a pretty good number. And look, if they can get to six, uh, you don't even necessarily have to bet the over or under. Let's just, let's just use that number that Vegas has put out. Six. What does six qualify you to do? Play the bowl game. You got it. So then, so so there's nothing wrong with six. Let, let's get to six, and then maybe next year work for eight or ten. What a or, great opening game, too, to have Liberty come here. It'll be a real litmus test, and we'll see. We'll see how much progress has been made. We'll see how good our defense is, and we'll see how good that Liberty offense is. Without Hugh Ma- Freeze is going to come in here slinging the ball. Yeah, but Malik Willis is gone. That's right. That's right. All right, we're going to wrap it up. We'll come back. Don't go anywhere, please. Hey, thanks for tuning in on a Monday. We always enjoy our Southern Miss conversations. want to thank our good friends at Southern Bank Corps for sponsoring the studio that Kelly and I are broadcasting out of this afternoon here in Oak Grove. Also, uh, mucho thanks to D1 and DBAT, a great place to take your child for baseball or softball training. Great place to go yourself if you just want to get in better shape, become the best athlete 
that you could be. All right, Kelly Sander. Oh, uh, I, I see your your work with Rosetta Stone learning Spanish. Lucho Grande. <laughs> yeah, very good, Bob. <laughs> so the two big movies right now in America are the Elvis movie right. and the Tom Cruise Top Gun movie, right. which became the first movie to ever gross one B with a billion, billion with a B, however you want to say it, billion dollars. You, being really the movie critic of the Eagle Hour, you have seen both. Analyze these two great movies for our listening audience. Well, I was very entertained by the Top Gun movie, as I think most people said, oh, man, it's just great. But there's nothing original about it. I mean, you got Tom, Tom Cruise, who plays the, the, the teacher, and then the young, you know, the next generation of students, and the enemy's got this secret weapon, and they've got to go through these canals, and, this t- these t- and you know, then fire the shots, and then pull out quickly because you're going to get recognized. And it's Star Wars all over again, all right? And Tom Cruise is, you know, teaching this younger kid, and, and the kid says, I, I just, I don't know if I can get it. And he says, don't think, just do. And I'm saying, that's, that's Yoda, mm-hmm. right? It's like the force. Don't just, just do. So there's nothing really original about Does it. Does Tom but, get the girl in the end, too? Yes, of, of course. course. Um, so there's nothing original about it, but, but very entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and the Elvis movie. Yeah, the kid that played Elvis. was, And, and this, look, if, if you're an Elvis fan, this is not going to be about he was born in Tupelo and he married Priscilla. And he, you know, it's, it's not really about that. It's more about the relationship that he had with Colonel Parker. Uh, and, and you, but the, the kid that played Elvis, man, and, and this seems to be a trend in Hollywood now, these biopics where these young actors are playing Freddie Mercury and Elton John, you know, Taron Edgerton. And now this, this young kid in his name, I, I can't even, Austin, I think is his first name. One of those new age names, Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was, he was terrific. And you learn what a scoundrel, really, Colonel Parker was. And how Did he, he take advantage of Elvis? Oh, gosh. Yeah. But, and he knew exactly what buttons to push with Elvis. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how, to, how to get it. Because Elvis was really a gentle soul. Yeah. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And he was just misled. Mm-hmm. by a greedy guy and and um right. really kind of damaged his music career because he was so tied to making these cheesy movies movies right and and that all comes out but those were all colonel colonel parker's ideas what surprised me is that tom hanks played colonel parker and normally tom hanks doesn't play roles that people don't love mm-hmm. the character mm-hmm. you don't really you really don't like colonel parker i really don't like tom hanks you know well <laughs> i'm just surprised that he took a role of the scoundrel rather than right. the hero. Well, right. Gary Grubbs is going to be on the show yeah. a week from Friday, and we'll get his analysis of that. We've got a lot of great shows coming up. Uh-oh. Is it true? Well, it sounds like it is. Is he coming back, Kelly? I, I, we, we have to. We're trying the best. We, you know, he's in those caves over there, Bob, and it's tough to get communication to Kelnag. Uh, Talk until we hear the woman yelling. Oh, That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> There you there, go. There she goes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, can we make an announcement soon, do you think? I know you have this strange line of communication with Kelnat. Yeah. Well, we'll see if, if maybe Kelnat can't make an appearance sometime later this week. That would be great. You or, know? or next week at the latest, right? It's up to Hump. It's what, Hump's got to be feeling up right, to snuff. Right. Well, we do know who's going to be on the show tomorrow, and that's going to be a great show. Eddie uh, Brescher, who is the men's golf coach, and, and Lucy Burke, who is the women's golf coach, and we're going to have them both on the show. Yeah, we're talking, you know, last week on the program, Athletic Director Jeremy McLean was talking about one of the things that he wanted to get done in his next uh, term, so to speak, uh, with his four-year contract extension, was to get the the uh, 
practice facility for the golf team completed and there's been significant work done so far so so eddie and lucy are gonna are gonna talk to us about where they are in that progress and how the general public you know can help uh complete that project and um they they kind of want to make golf sexy again at southern miss and they they had great years uh both the women and men Mm -hmm. you know comparatively speaking so all all in completely upgrading the entire athletic department at Southern Miss. Right. Well, we look forward to that. Uh, Wednesday, we'll have Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. We're going to start kind of looking at the New Orleans Saints a little closer and see how Larry Fedora did uh, in his first year in the USFL. And then Jack Duggan, the old left-hander. You call him something different. Hacksaw. Hacksaw. (laughs) Uh, Hacksaw, the old left-hander, will be joining us. We we love Jack, and he's always a lot of fun. And he wrote a really great, great article about – the season in baseball and put it all in perspective. It'll be a perfect way to put a bow on what's been a fun year for us covering baseball. Yeah, and, and I know everybody was disappointed that the Eagles didn't win the Super Regional, but man, what a, what a what, year. It was a Come terrific on, year. It was yeah. an awesome year. I mean, you, you, look, with the, with the season ticket numbers that they sold last year, can you even imagine how well, many they're, they're going to sell? They're already taking deposits for season tickets next year, if that tells you anything. Yeah, so, so yeah. I mean, great year. No that's question. the bottom line. And the fans have done their job, too. They have. And the Golden Eagles will be loaded for bear next year with talent. So uh, uh, a lot to look forward to. All right. going to be fun to mark, talk a little golf uh, with the two golf coaches at Southern Mist. And uh, who the, the, the stranger from the east, we think, may be on the horizon. All-seeing, all-knowing, sage, soothsayer, yes. all that. Get ready, Dr. Bennett, because he does like to drop the things off on your porch. That's yeah. right. He's pretty cool about that. As long as they're hermetically sealed. That's correct. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.